InfoTrack continues. Once again, here's Chris Whitting. An amazing 75% of three- to five-year-olds in the United States are in some kind of daycare on a regular basis. But in addition to academic pursuits, are they getting enough physical activity? InfoTrack's Roy Mackey is here to find out. Roy? Thanks, Chris. We're talking with Dr. Kristen Copeland, a professor at Cincinnati Children's Hospital Medical Center, and she recently conducted a study of children in daycare and how physically active those kids are. Dr. Copeland, welcome to InfoTrack. Thanks. It's good to be here. So tell us what you found. Well, we conducted this study because there had been some other research that had shown that children were not physically active in child care. They were spending up to 80% of their time being sedentary, that is sitting down or laying down, and that's even taking out the time that they spend in naps, and that they were only being vigorously active, like running or jumping, for only 3% of the time. And so we wanted to understand what might be potential barriers to children's physical activity in childcare. And we thought, what better than to ask the folks who are there in the field day in, day out, than the childcare providers and the teachers. So we conducted a series of focus groups with teachers from local child care centers, asking them about what they thought potential benefits to physical activity and what potential barriers might be. Now, you spoke to these daycare providers. Do we know how those levels of physical activity compare with kids who are not in daycare? We don't. That was not a focus of our study. We do know that three-fourths of children in the U.S. between the ages of three and five are in some kind of non-parental care, and 56% of those children are in centers, be they child care centers or Head Start or nursery schools or preschools. So this is where really the majority of U.S. children this age are and where they're spending a majority of their time. How do you define vigorous play? You mentioned running and jumping, but what all did you define it as? We define it as anything that would get their heart beating fast. So that would include running, jumping, skipping, galloping, climbing, dancing, playing with balls, all those sorts of activities. And it doesn't necessarily have to be outdoors. It does not, no. Although other research has shown that children are more active when they are outdoors, perhaps because they have more room to run. There are probably a lot of reasons for this, but what do you think are the biggest ones that you found in your study? We found a number of barriers in the report that we published recently. We focused on what we defined as societal barriers, and there were two primary barriers. One was related to a concern about injury. Teachers told us that the main disadvantage to physical activity was that children could get hurt. And they told us that there were at least some parents that had actually asked that their child not participate in vigorous activities on the playground out of concern that their child may get hurt. Certainly, children's safety is a concern of parents and teachers and pediatricians, all of society. We don't want any children to be seriously injured. But it was concerning to us that this may be a potential barrier. Similarly, the teachers pointed out that the licensing criteria for the playgrounds to keep these playgrounds safe, the teachers appreciated these licensing criteria. They appreciated inspectors coming to the playground to ensure the safety so that they felt more comfortable taking the children out there. But they noticed that with regards to the climbing equipment, the jungle gyms, that these structures to meet these criteria were not as challenging to the children anymore. Children quickly mastered the skills associated with them, 
and grew bored with the equipment. And the equipment would no longer be encouraging the children to be active or that the children may seek out unsafe ways to use the equipment, such as climbing up the slide or going over the equipment in a way that was not intended. Kristen, do you think a lot of equipment or even playgrounds themselves are important, or are there some smart things to get kids active without these things? You bring up a good point. Other studies have shown that this fixed play equipment, the climbers and such, are actually inversely associated with children's physical activity on the playground. That is, on playgrounds where there's a lot of this fixed equipment, children are less active than on playgrounds that may not have this equipment. And it's other types of equipment, like what we call portable play equipment, such as tricycles and balls, that are more encouraging of physical activity. Also, more space, more open space to run is associated with greater levels of physical activity. And then having adults that are out there having fun and playing and prompting the children to be active. All those things are associated with children being more active. Our guest on InfoTrack is Dr. Kristen Copeland. She's a professor at Cincinnati Children's Hospital Medical Center. And she recently conducted a study of children in daycare and how physically active or inactive those kids are. Dr. Copeland, how concerned do you think parents should be about this issue? Well, we know that daily physical activity is essential for preschool-age children. It's essential for their development, for developing gross motor skills, like learning how to skip, learning how to play with balls. It's essential for fine motor skills. It's essential for socio-emotional development, developing peer relationships, conflict resolution, learning how to share a ball, learning how to take turns on the slide or whatnot. And it's also important for their cognitive development. There's things that can be learned on the playground that are really best learned on the playground. Concepts of distance and speed and the words associated with those, learning about nature and weather and the seasons, all of these are actually best learned on the playground. Teachers pointed out that it's a really big deal for children if they're not able to do something physically that their peers are able to do, such as skipping or climbing up a climber or using ball skills or whatever. So it's a big deal for children, and it may not be as big a deal to their parents, but the children that do master those skills become much more confident and become sort of little leaders on the playground and are better able to establish peer relationships on the playground and then later on in school. But the other thing that we heard from teachers was that parents were more concerned about what their children learned that day rather than whether or not they had gone outside or if they had mastered these fundamental gross motor skills. So parents were worried about school readiness, whether our children learned their letters, their numbers, their shapes, pre-reading skills, and didn't seem to focus on these fundamental gross motor skills or these opportunities for play. But physical activity can actually aid in the learning process. I have to say as a parent, there are times when my kids are like caged tigers if they're inside too long, and you tell them, go outside, burn off some energy, and then come back. You are so right, and the teachers told us the same thing. Teachers said in the classroom they'd sometimes find the children being sort of rambunctious. So what they would do is play this game called Get the Wiggles Out, where they'd have the children stand up and dance or move around or wiggle. And after just, you know, a few minutes, two to five minutes, they would find just after that brief period that children were much more settled and more calm and could concentrate better on whatever the lesson it was that they were going to do, whether it be read a book or sit in circle time to discuss things. And other research has shown us that children who exercise regularly and get that physical activity do better in school. They're better able to concentrate and focus. What kinds of questions do you think parents should ask when they're looking around for a daycare center or a preschool? 
these are early learning settings, so it's important that children are provided an enriched learning setting that covers really all the components of children's development. And so that would include certainly cognitive development and learning, socio-emotional development, and also gross motor development. So a program that integrates all of these aspects of development into their curriculum and into their daily program would be important. You would want teachers that could help facilitate this learning who are trained in how to help children develop at their own pace. Dr. Kristen Copeland, professor at Cincinnati Children's Hospital Medical Center, thank you very much for joining us on InfoTrack. Well, thank you. It's been good to be here. And for InfoTrack, I'm Roy Mackey. You're listening to InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. A production of Syndication Networks.